Welcome to Belonging Before Believing, where I think I'm funnier than I am, and Brian is more proud than he thinks he is. <laughs> How are you, dude? I'm f- fine, I think. <laughs> better than I deserve? Better than you, yep, better than you deserve, and me too. Apparently thinking more highly of myself than I ought. <laughs> I, well, I think I'm way funnier than I am. You just told me like three times that I don't get your jokes earlier. I said I don't get your jokes today. T- t- today. I okay. think you're funny lots of the time. I think I'm funny all the time. I just haven't thought. No, you, no, no. Not all. Okay. I just haven't thought you were funny once today. <laughs> <laughs> I I was cracking myself up. I know. Right and left. And then you're looking at me like I was an idiot. Like, why? What? <laughs> Sorry, dude. It's like when people are offended because you don't believe the same things they do and they're just like aghast that you would have a different opinion of something, but way less serious. <laughs> I think the thing with you, when I can't tell if you're serious or joking. No, no, no. My jokes are too highbrow. That's what it is. Yes. I have that cerebral humor because words come easy to me. <laughs> this is from the guy who taught my daughter to sing hot dog poopy pants. <laughs> And the one who just told you that you're proud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. You're lucky it's just you and me in the room when we record these things. Why? I'm just kidding. As those words who came, else would be here? As those no words one. came out of my mouth, I'm thinking, I'm lucky that there's nobody else in here. <laughs> oh, man. There's nobody wants to listen to us. Well, there's like eight. Yeah. And your wife isn't one of them, and my wife isn't one of them. No, I think I think Rachel's actually listened like to like two episodes. Oh, here she is. Hi, Hi. Rachel. Hi. Question: How many belonging before believing episodes have you listened to? Um, like three. Oh, I was close. You were close. Yeah. I was close. Do you know that there are twelve out, and you've listened to three? I feel like that's an indictment in and of itself. <laughs> what are we talking about today, dude? Okay, so today's question is a big one. What's the point of prayer? And then there's a lot of explanation here. Uh, pray this fire doesn't affect us. Pray for my mom who is sick. Pray we get there safe. If you get what you prayed for, it's, quote, the power of prayer. If you don't, it was, quote, God's will. Well, from what I understand, it's all God's will, and he has a perfect plan. So what exactly are you praying for? Is God sitting there saying, I was going to burn this house down, but John and Jane prayed, so I changed my mind. Do you think prayer changes God's perfect plan? I can understand prayers to give thanks, but prayers that ask for blessings or whatever have always been confusing to me. Okay. So, so just to be fair, because I know that the people who ask these questions are probably going to listen for their question. Um, there's not a chance we're going to be able to answer all that. Uh, so, I, and I want to do it justice. I don't want to just poo-poo it and say, you know, sorry, we're not going to get to all that. Um, so we'll, we'll have to do at least one more episode or two on prayer. But, I, so I think, first of all, what, is prayer is we got to start there, right? Um, prayer is 
a person communicating with God. I think that's probably the simplest explanation that we could give. We could certainly flesh it out more than that, and, and we will. But it's a person communicating with God. And in doing that, we are instinctively saying a couple of things. Well, things are going unsaid that are true. One is that just by praying, we're acknowledging that there is a being that's higher and greater than we are that actually can influence things that go on in this world. That'd be the first thing I would say that is implicit in the fact of praying. The second thing I would say is implicit in the act of praying is that even if there's doubt, there's still an element where we believe God is going to hear our prayer. Otherwise, we wouldn't do it, right? It's like nobody except the crazy dude jumps off a building and thinks he's going to fly, right? Nobody does that. We do things that we aren't sure of all the time, you know, but here we wouldn't even make the attempt if we weren't in some sense kind of certain that there was something there. That's why people who don't go to church or regular attenders still pray when things go really bad, which is really the focus of this question is all the bad stuff, right? right? Totally. Um, wait, you got something there that you want to throw in? Honestly, I was thinking like way back to the beginning. I don't want to take us back too, too far, but I was when you were saying that communicating with God um, is like par- like part of the explanation and we could go into more things. I don't, honestly don't know if you could go into much more things without um, just talking about what prayer does um, or, you know, why we pray. I mean, honestly, in, I, I think in its simplest terms, like, that's it. It's just communicating with God or I would, like, tell my daughter, talking to God or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't even know if we could make it more complicated than that by just explaining what it is. For sure I could. <laughs> I'm. I don't want. No, no. No, I'm, no. I'm. I'm, I'm curious now. Well, I, okay. So without going into how it affects us, how it affects God, um, or doesn't. Right. Uh, well, okay. So you want me to make it more complicated? <laughs> That's what you're asking me. So okay. Just for the sake of that, more complicated is that we do need a mediator. We need somebody who intercedes all on our behalf, who has stood for us, who has stood. Um, before God on our behalf and stands for God on our behalf, and that's Jesus Christ. I don't think that um, we could make a really good, strong case for if we don't have Christ as our mediator and intercessor, that our prayers are heard by God. Now, that's super provocative, and I wasn't trying to drop that train right in the middle of this conversation, but there are certainly a lot of passages that seem to indicate that um, God doesn't hear everybody's prayers who prays. And there are certain passages that indicate that even for believers, that there are things that you do that God won't hear your prayers if you're doing those things. Husbands, love your wives and dwell with them in an understanding way, uh, loving them. Uh, otherwise, lest your prayers be hindered, right? First Peter chapter 3 there. Yeah. And I know I thought it was a paraphrase, but your, your, our prayers are hindered as husbands if we're not loving our wives and dwelling with them in an understanding way. 
And so that that's all of that is very provocative and makes prayer much more serious and weighty of a thing than I think a lot of people treat it, wouldn't well, you sure. say? Yeah. Well, you're not faced with any kind of consequence, right? Not not in any tangible or obvious way. So if you're from pr- prayer. Right. So okay. if your prayers are hindered, do do you know it? Do you see it? Do you feel it? Uh, but you don't feel it. Right. You don't immediately see it. Um, but but I think that as Christians, we do believe that we have uh, the Holy Spirit that indwells us, empowers us, and it can seem kind of mystical, which prayer is. Let's be perfectly honest with that. Prayer is mystical. It It's something that is not tangible, is not tactile, that you can't scientifically determine. Um, but because we have the Holy Spirit, I think that our consciences, when they are in cooperation, being worked on by the Holy Spirit, we will know when we're not doing right and when our prayers aren't heard. For example, um, my wife, and this is an episode we need to do sometime, has, has experienced depression and severe dep- debilitating depression at, at points in her life. And I know as a husband that I've just been a uncaring and selfish husband towards her when she's been in that state. Buck up, do it, just just get out of bed, just, you know, do this, you know, what's, what's your problem kind of thing, just, you know, you just got to do better. And these are not things that you would say now. Just be happy. Yeah, no, I wouldn't say now. N- n- for sure, 100% I wouldn't. But over the years, I have said those things. I mean, not like daily. No, sure. <laughs> but, but I have said those things. And I know w- when I have said those things that it's affected my wife and it's affected my prayer life with the Lord. I know it because what happens is as I'm praying, my mind is shifted towards what I did and what I said to my wife. And I believe that that's God taking my thoughts, bringing them to the place where I need to repent of so that I can repent so that my prayer is heard. And again, that sounds kind of mystical, but you know what? We're supernaturalists. We're Christians. We do believe in the mystical element, and this is one area certainly that we we don't shy away from is, yeah, I pray. I pray all the time. I pray for all kinds of people. And I pray... Re- it's, it's like I have a constant running conversation with God in my head. So when the questioner asks about bad things and, and all of that, um, it, it seems like a... And again, I, I don't want this to be pejor- or received as pejorative. So I hope that the listeners and the question asker doesn't receive it that way. The questions seem a little pedestrian or a little immature in their tone because prayer is so much true prayer is is constantly living life i'm constantly talking with the lord in my head about everything it's a running conversation that i have so to just pick out the bad things kind of tells me that that's what they perceive prayer life being well you only pray for bad stuff hold on let me stop you right there because I feel like this is something that we see 
a ton of if we're looking around now, now that we have, you know, the ability to just have a running dialogue with the people around us on Facebook and, you know, uh, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, that we see people talking about praying and it's always centered around negative things. People aren't pro or praying proactively. People aren't praying, you know, for good things to happen as much as praying for people who have just suffered. Like we always see people are sending thoughts and prayers when some kind of tragedy happens. Can I just say that is absurd. Sending just thoughts and sending prayers. Sending thoughts and prayers is absolutely absurd. Well, Especially I, when it's, I'm sending thoughts and prayers your way. Right. Or good what vibes. What crap does that even mean? Good dude? vibes? Good Ambient light? Good vibes? I can't send ambient light. I'm going to send you the color clear. How about that? Okay, but seriously, just to stick up for... That's all stupid. I, well, I'm not going to disagree. So just to stick up for the person who asked this question, if you're being pummeled with that on your Facebook feed... Fair enough. Of course, yeah, this is going to be how you... Right, right. You're, I, you're right. Fair enough. Yeah. So anyway, we, we've talked about what prayer is. Um, so the first you know, sub-question, if we want to call it that, is so what exactly are you praying for? So why, why do we pray? Okay, to answer that, I need to answer the very last point, okay. which read that real quick. I have it in my head, but I want to get the wording right. I can understand prayers that give thanks, but prayers that ask for blessings or whatever have always been confusing to me. No, no, before that. Do you think prayer changes God's perfect plan? There you go. That's yep. the one I was thinking yep, yep. of. Okay. So to answer the first part, um, I need to answer that. Uh, no. No, God, God has never changed and never moved. He, he is not affected in any way by our prayers. And it, it, biblically speaking, there was only one time where it actually says that somebody prayed and God actually listened, heeded the voice of a man. And that's with that weird event in Joshua where he prayed that he could defeat his enemies and the day was longer. I don't know how that happened. Not trying to get scientific or go there. That's the only place where the Bible says that. And so if that's the only place where it says that, and it does say he never did it before that, and he will never do it again. So I, that leads... So I'm, I, I don't remember that. So never do that again. What, listen to or change... Heed the voice of a man. Gotcha. Yeah. So prayer doesn't change God. Prayer does not um, move him. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is unchangeable. The big fancy theological word is he is simple, is that he is consistent in all ways. We would say he's sovereign in all things, that he is in absolute, complete control of everything. If we're honest, prayer only changes one thing, and that's me. Prayer changes me. Um, why do we pray for the health of our friends and our relatives? It sounds crazy when we, when I, when we do that based upon what I just said. But two things. Number one is God has said prayer is the means by which he works. And I know everyone just heard me say he's not moved, he's not changed. But let's be perfectly honest. If God is a big enough and vast enough God that he can allow me to do whatever I want, and yet he's the one who sovereignly saves me whenever he wants to do that, that's a big God. 
he's a big God if he does whatever he wants and the way he moves in life and in, in history is through our prayers. Right. So if a surgeon is able to repair someone who is just broken, you know, let's say it's like a heart surgery and, you know, the, the odds aren't good and you, you're on the table for 12 hours mm -hmm. and this, you know, just top of the entire world doctor fixes you and you make it out of surgery alive. Who saved you? Was it that doctor or was it God? Well, they're not mutually exclusive. That's my point. Right. So if God is able to work a, a now I'm really going to sound supernatural, is if he's able to work a healing through the hands of a doctor, would it be far off to say that he's able to accomplish things by ordaining our prayers? Certainly not. Yeah, certainly not. So... Um, when we pray, we are changed. When we pray, God has said that this is the way he's going to act. When we pray, it is us walking by faith and not by sight. We really believe what God said. God said, here though, the second point, I forgot the second point um, that I was going to say is, the reason we pray is because God moves us and the means by which he was going to act. And the second thing is that he told us to. He commanded us to. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6, when you pray, pray in this way. And then he gave us what's what we call the Lord's Prayer, which would be better called the instructive prayer, the... Apostles' Prayer? I'm not, I'm not sure the right word. I was word going to talk to you about this later, yeah. but I think that's what our next episode on prayer should be about. Um, so, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is now. And, well, most of the listeners have gonna, are have going to heard it. I don't need to quote it. But he tells us, he expects us to pray. When you pray, pray like this. God commands us to pray. And, and that's what I mean by it, prayer is the means by which God accomplishes his ends. He doesn't need us. He doesn't owe us an answer to prayer, but he's graciously given to us. Really, prayer is one of the things that we come back to often. It's grace. It, it's, I have experienced so much love and grace from the Lord. I want to talk to him. I want to communicate with him about everything. So the, when Jesus says, when you pray, it's not a burden. It's not a command. It's like an expectation, like, you know, Christianity, if we want to, we winnow down prayer to talking with God, if we want to winnow down Christianity to its bare basic level, it's, we have a relationship with God. That's it. Now there's lots of other components that go into that. A lot took place to make that possible. Right. But we, it's us having a relationship with God. So when Jesus says, when you pray, the underlying assumption is you have a relationship with God. And if you have a relationship with somebody, you're going to talk to them. You know, if you look on my text messages here on my phone, you're going to see who I have a relationship with because you're going to see the regular people who come up who I'm texting frequently. Now, it, you know, 10, 12 years ago, you'd be looking to see who I call regularly. You know, 50, 80 years ago, it would have been whose letters do I, who do I write letters to? But the same thing holds true. We can objectively look and see who do we have relationships with? And the same things with God when you pray. So far be it from being a knee-jerk reaction to a disaster or a cataclysmic event, or is it a 
you know, panicked heat of the moment shout up to the Lord when we foresee something tragic about to happen or a surgery or a big medical issue, it's, I'm always talking with the Lord. I'm always talking with God. And these things come up when I pray, certainly, but there's 10,000 things that come up when I pray. Just like, you know, you and me, we're good friends and we have some serious conversations, but for the most part, we don't. Right. And because for the most part, we don't, I think that those times are where our relationships actually strengthened is when we're just hanging out and cracking wise and that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. There has to be a certain level of context in order for there to be trust um, in order for there to be any level of, you know, affection or anything like that, there has to be like, we're talking like dialogue. Um, so my question is, if you get hit by a bus, when you walk out of my house, that'd uh, be weird. You live on a cul-de-sac. It would be really weird. <laughs> I could have said a train. Anyway, if you get hit, that'd be even weirder. <laughs> <laughs> it really would. If, if you, a plane crashes in my front yard, and you are mowed down by shrapnel. Should I gather the church together to join in prayer that you pull through? What's the point? So two things immediately come to my mind. One is James says that within the church, we're supposed to call for the elders to pray for healing, right? James chapter five. And so you're the only other elder. So yeah, you better pray for me. <laughs> Okay, joking aside, um, uh, certainly, certainly you should pray for for me to pull through. Is it um, for our benefit or for yours? For both, isn't it? I mean, it's it's really it, it. The benefit is in that kind of thing is so ah, interwoven in everybody's lives who is going to be praying that you know there's faith being exhibited when we're praying for, you would be praying for my miraculous healing for me to pull through. Um, people are, you know, truly trusting the Lord. But at the same time, what we have to do, what we're called to do in scripture is we're called to trust the Lord. And sometimes things, bad things happen and God means them for good. You know, we've both experienced, you know, bad things in our lives that have played out for God's glory and for good. And so when we pray, it doesn't mean we're going to get what we ask. It, God's not Santa Claus. Right. Well, there is no Santa. Sorry, kids. Whoa. Spoiler alert. Dude. <laughs> Jeez. But God's not Santa. So God if, is my wife is, God. if my God wife is, is listening to this podcast right now, yeah, heaven not. forbid, she's not. and our daughter is in the car. She's bored. She's... <laughs> She listened to the three and she's done. We need to put a spoiler alert at the beginning of this episode now. Anyway, carry on. So God is almighty God. He does what he wants, when he wants, how he wants with his creation. He owes us absolutely nothing. It's by grace that we even exist and get to breathe his air and eat his food and, you know, live on his planet. It's all by his grace. And so when we pray and we're communicating with God, we're experiencing God in more of his fullness and we understand him in a greater degree. And so when even bad things happen, we're able at the end of that 
in the midst of our prayers for a different outcome to be able to look back and say, God, praise you. You knew so much better. Thank you. I don't understand. I don't need to because I know your plan and purpose. So that's a far cry from what the questioner was saying when, you know, just, oh, well, just God had a different plan. Or the we power didn't. of prayer versus it was God's will. Right. No, everything so we is have God's a, will. Like we have a tightly, you know, tightly knit answer. Well, for sure, I missed the point about the power of prayer. The, he says, if you get what you prayed for, it's the power of prayer. If you don't, it was God's will. Well, the truth is, is it, there really is no intrinsic power in prayer. Our prayers aren't actually doing anything other than strengthening our relationship with God and growing us and conforming more us more into his image. We are becoming more like him. What do I always pray? Lord, may we leave here knowing you better and loving you more than we did when we came in. Well, that's what prayer is. Lord, may I be done with this prayer, loving you and knowing you better than I did when I came in. My prayer doesn't heal people. My prayer doesn't change the bus's direction. God does that. And if he uses my prayer, it's still him. He is the one who's doing it. He's the one who's accomplishing his ends. He's the one who's accomplishing his purpose. He's in some tiny, small way, allowing me to come in and participate. Just like the little kid who has the hammer, who's next to his dad, who's fixing the car. And is sitting there banging on a piece of wood. That kid is being allowed to participate in the fixing of the car even though, let's be honest, he's really not fixing the car. But he's right there alongside his dad, and that relationship is growing stronger and fuller and richer. Well, and it's not like we are saying these things cheaply. No, I hope they hear an earnestness in our voice. Well, I was, and you know, I I knew I was going to bring this up when I saw this question, but the reality is you and I both know what it's like to have our prayers go, you know, what many people would see as unanswered. Right. Um, I mean, when my son was in the hospital for three days, I'm on Twitter going nuts and hashtag pray for Charlie Gumpy. Um, and you know, I know, I know that hundreds of people we're praying. We're actually praying. Right. And I know that thousands of people actually saw that hashtag. Al Mohler ended up retweeting, pray for Charlie Gumpy. It was crazy. Right. And, and so my son was sick and died bef- before there was Twitter. Right. Um, but I do know literally hundreds of people were praying because I was at a big church here in town. And so I do know hundreds of people were praying for him to be healed, for him to... I, we had somebody, this is for sure something we should talk about another time, but come in and try to do some faith healing over him, and it, and it went unfulfilled. And it caused a strain in me and that guy's relationship. But ultimately, he came in and, and be, you know tried to pray some kind of faith healer mumbo-jumbo and believed that the reason it didn't happen is because I didn't have enough faith. Believe me, there was nobody in that room who had more faith in God healing my son than me. And that's what exactly where I was going with that. I know, that, that's why I was bringing it around. Is that there's not a second when I'm on Twitter and trying to get as many people as possible to pray for my son that I actually 100%, I always knew that God could heal my son. Even though he had bleeding in his brain and the doctors were just looking real, you know, um, up, not upset, but uh, um, discouraged. 
Um, I, I knew there was no doubt that God could heal him. Yeah. And when he ends up passing away after three days, uh, it, it wasn't hard for me to understand that this was what the Lord had for our family. Um, it wasn't easy to get through it, but it wasn't hard for me to understand that God has a plan and purpose through the most tragic thing that I could imagine for my family. And like I said, I, I hope that we get to do an episode just on the Lord's prayer. It would be cool to do an episode just on how to pray, but, um, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus told us to pray like this. And in there it says, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So if that's the model for how I'm supposed to pray, regardless of what I'm asking God to do, whether it be a change around me or a change in me, I need to know and understand that no matter what I ask for, the spirit in my asking is that ultimately I want his will to be done. And, and the assumption behind that prayer is that a lot of times his will isn't being done on this earth. And the reason we can say that is because people are continuing to live in sin. And what are we asking God to do? To invade this world with his gospel, with redemption, and, and to save people from their sins. You know, I know that isn't where you were going, but I think that that's a helpful segue to the, as we wrap this up, this up and put a nice bow on it, is, you know, God is faithful and he, he will accomplish all of the plans and purposes that he sets out to do. And one of our prayers is that the people who listen to this would come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And for those who do listen to this and do know him, that they would be encouraged and want to know him more and more. We really believe what I pray. Lord, we pray that people, when they listen to this, know you better and love you more than they did when they pushed play. Right. And, you know, while this podcast is intended for people who aren't inside the church, who don't consider themselves Christians, and we're, we're here to answer questions about prayer, it, it's hard for me to imagine really understanding prayer when you're one of those people. So don't be discouraged if everything that we just said doesn't make a ton of sense. <laughs> I, I, I expect it to not it make a ton of sense. probably won't, and that's okay. And, and that's, it's a good point for somebody who really listens to this, struggles with what we're saying, to hit us up and talk to us and, and just to really ask us the hard questions that they're having. And hopefully by this time, listeners are going to know that, you know, we, we just want to sit and talk and it's no problem. There's, we, we just, we'd want to walk through this with you. Right. And, uh, yeah, the, the whole point is you don't understand. That's fine. Come along. Um, and we love you. You, you think this is weird. That's fine. Come along. And we love you. <laughs> um, and please, like Pat said, don't be afraid to reach out. We love to answer these questions. Um, you, you can always hit us up on Instagram in a comment, or uh, you can always direct message us there at Belonging Before Believing. On Twitter, same story, at Belong, letter B, number four, Belief. Or you can always email us, belonging before believing at sovereignjoycf.org. We love you guys, and we still believe that you belong. Yeah.